Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, May 17th. On this date in 1954, the U.S. Supreme Court handed down a historic ruling. It was the case known as Brown versus the Board of Education. The decision held that racially segregated public schools were inherently unequal and therefore unconstitutional. And on this date in 1975, a rock musician received a platinum record for sales of a million copies of a record on its first day of release. Can you guess the artist who achieved that accomplishment? I'll have the answer coming up. But first, let's have a look at that forecast over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And good Wednesday morning to you. Out the door this morning, we'll start out dry, partly cloudy. Temperatures in the 70s. Warm little humid out there. We'll be in the mid-80s at lunchtime. This afternoon, this evening, the chance of some scattered showers and thunderstorms. Hit or miss style later today. Rain chance continues to go up tonight. Tomorrow, on the backside of a cold front, some showers still a possibility. Look at tomorrow's high temperatures. Only in the mid-70s after being near 90 degrees today. We'll start to warm back up a little bit on Friday at 81. More sunshine for the weekend. Still dodging a few scattered showers and storms both Saturday and Sunday with highs in the 80s. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Well, convicted killer Alec Murdoch is looking to take back a confession he made in connection to his housekeeper's death. Earlier this month, Murdoch admitted to lying about what caused Gloria Satterfield's fatal fall in 2018. Murdoch had previously said his dogs tripped Satterfield at his family home. His insurance company, whose money was supposed to go to Satterfield's sons after a death settlement, filed a complaint saying that wasn't true. It was in Murdoch's response to that complaint where he admitted his dogs were not even involved. Murdoch also admitted that the $4 million from the death settlement went into his account, not the Satterfield family's. And now his insurance company wants that money back. Murdoch's attorneys argue in a new filing by not nullifying his confession, Murdoch's other victims he stole from will suffer because of his limited pool of money. $3 million is going towards preserving and revitalizing historically black colleges and universities in South Carolina. Yesterday, Congressman Jim Clyburn announced that funding will support four historic structure repair projects across three South Carolina colleges. Our Molly McBride brings us the details. South Carolina State University, Allen University, and Benedict College are the three colleges set to receive $3 million here in the Palmetto State. Today, the National Park Service awarded $9.7 million for a total of 14 projects across 10 states as a part of the Historically Black Colleges and Universities Grant Program. The Palmetto State received 30% of the total funding and was the only state to receive funding for multiple projects. Those projects include the Morgan Hall Preservation Extension Project and the rehabilitation of the Antisdell Chapel at Benedict College. The Coppin Hall Preservation Project at Allen University and the Wilkinson Hall Pathway Full Rehabilitation at South Carolina State University. Representative Clyburn says he's pleased with the funding and released a statement that reads, in part, I applaud the National Park Service for supporting these preservation and rehabilitation projects. This continued support will help future generations remember the legacy of historic black colleges and universities. 
Clyburn has championed this program for years, successfully passing legislation to authorize it in 2003 and 2019. In the newsroom, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. The MUSC College of Medicine is ranking among the best graduate schools in the nation, coming in at number 56 for research and 58 for primary care. U.S. News & World Report revealed these rankings based on program excellence and the quality of the school's faculty research and students. The college said 90% of medical students at MUSC participate in research with a faculty member, and about a third of MUSC medical student graduates go into primary care, including internal medicine, family medicine, and pediatrics. All seven of Dorchester District 2's board members will have to run for re-election next year after a new bill changes who they represent within the district's boundaries. Now, a bipartisan law signed into law by the governor creates seven separate voting districts for the southern half of Dorchester County. Supporters say it would allow for more equal representation on the board and allow taxpayers to hold them more accountable. Board member Cynthia Powell says the law is not in the best interests of the kids and is politically motivated due to the results of the 2022 election. Now, for those who are looking to run, they will no longer have to gather signatures to get on the ballot. The new districts will go into effect following next year's election, and those in even-numbered districts will have to run again in 2026. A new education center in Mount Pleasant is looking to make your little ones transition from infant to student as seamless as possible. The Learning Experience franchise opened its third South Carolina location this week. The center will serve up 180 children from ages six weeks to six years with child care enrichment programs and also early childhood education. Center officials say their curriculum aims to teach children everything from the ABCs and 123s to STEM-based learning. The two lifelong lessons on values of kindness and community. Lawmakers at the South Carolina State House will need some rest after last night. Yeah, the House adjourned early this morning around 1.45 after debating abortion restrictions for more than 12 hours. Now, the bill they're debating has already passed the Senate and would ban most abortions in our state after about six weeks. Now, the time before opponents argue many women know they're pregnant. It would allow limited exceptions to save the mother's life for sexual assault victims and when the fetus has an abnormality that would prevent it from surviving outside the womb. Lawmakers had previously stated that they would not leave until all 1,000 amendments filed by Democrats before the debate began were discussed, but voted to break after dealing with computer issues. Around 400 amendments remain to either be debated, pulled, or tossed. Lawmakers are set to return this morning at 10 a.m. Meanwhile, North Carolina lawmakers have voted to override Governor Roy Cooper's veto of an abortion bill. Cooper campaigned against the measure, which would ban most abortions in the state after 12 weeks. Up until now, abortions in the state were legal up to 20 weeks of pregnancy. Last night, the State House uh, voted to override the veto by a vote of 72 to 48. The Senate had already voted to override the veto with the veto knocked down. The 12-week abortion ban takes effect statewide on July 1st. 
South Carolina Attorney General Alan Wilson is fighting against the Biden administration's latest proposed rule change to Title IX, saying it would threaten women's sports. Now, Title IX is a rule that could prevent states from enforcing anti-transgender sports bans, but the new proposal would reportedly allow schools to enforce some restrictions in competitive environments. In a statement, Wilson mentioned his teenage daughter, saying in part, I want her to have the opportunity to compete safely and fairly, he goes on to say the positive outcomes women and girls experience from playing sports is dependent on their ability to compete against other biological females. Golf club members may start paying a little less on their monthly or annual dues. The South Carolina House of Representatives passed a bill that would eliminate an admissions tax on golf dues. Right now, that tax is only charged at certain courses, and lawmakers say they want to eliminate it at every course. According to the bill, South Carolina golf courses rake in $60 million a year, $3 million of which come in from admissions tax. Lawmakers say that this bill is about uh, equity and creating an even playing field for all golfers. The bill is not, uh, is not law yet. The state Senate still has to vote on it. Tonight, Charleston Moves is honoring those who have been killed while biking or walking on roadways due to traffic violence. The Ride of Silence is an annual International Day of Remembrance for victims, but organizers say the goal is not just to remember, but to make a statement and to prevent more deaths. Yeah, Emily Zuhowski is live at the Royal American in downtown Charleston where that ride will be taking place. And Emily, it's not just a somber ride. Good morning. Good morning, guys. No, it's not. There's a lot of optimism here as well. The goal of tonight's ride is not only to come together to somberly remember those that we've lost on our roadways, but also come together to stand up for safer roadways. Now, tonight's ride, slow, silent ride of solidarity will be followed by a social hour where participants can stand up together and advocate for safer streets. The route for this year's ride will focus on the corridors that SCDOT has identified as some of the dead in our state for people biking and walking, according to collision rates. This includes King Street from Line to Broad, Calhoun Street, Meeting Street from Line to Broad, and St. Philip Street. They're honoring all victims, but each year they focus on one person in particular. This year, the ride is in honor of Karen Simmons, who was hit and killed in her wheelchair while crossing East Bay Street in January. They say they don't want to have, her, have lost her quietly. Whether we know each other or not, we're all, you know, we're, we're, we're thinking about the same people. We are, we are thinking about, you know, no one should be dying on our streets. How do we make a change? And anyone with a bike is encouraged to come out tonight. This ride will be from 6 to 8, starting and ending here at the Royal American. More information can be found on our website, live5news.com. Reporting live in downtown Charleston, Emily Zuhowski, Live 5 News. All right, thanks, Emily. Well, family, friends, and firefighters are set to gather this morning to remember the life of one of their own. Yeah, a funeral for 22-year-old Drew Kelly is set to be held at 11 a.m. at beautiful Savior Evangelical Lutheran Church. That's in Monk's Corner. Kelly died in a motorcycle crash Friday on Interstate 95 on the way to his mother's house to celebrate Mother's Day. Drew had served as an engineer and emergency medical tech for the Monk's Corner Fire Department since he was 18. His family says he was born to be a firefighter and was the firefighter of the year for Monk's Corner in 2021. So at the top of the show, I told you that on this date in 1975, a musician received a platinum record for his album, which 
was the first one to sell a million copies on the first day of its release. That album was Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy, and the artist was Elton John. Celebrating a birthday this Wednesday, host Craig Ferguson turns 60. Nine Inch Nails musician Trent Reznor is 58. Actor Hill Harper is 57. And singer Jordan Knight from New Kids on the Block is 53. Thanks again for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I hope you have a great Wednesday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, a Low Country's news leader.